What's up, everybody, and welcome to the huddle. We come at you every Tuesday, three o'clock central. And what we discuss is maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. As usual, uh, most of the concepts we talk about are uh, applicable in flooring and any business, really. But we specifically dive in on flooring as that is our favorite industry. So uh, this week, we get the pleasure of drawing on our Ford Progress Scholarship. Uh, which we did in conjunction with the FCICA. And um, so the way we're going to do this, let's see if uh, we can have Ashlyn uh, turn on her video. Behind her there, you'll see all the uh, uh, applicants as well as a number next to them. Next to that that number, as you see, there's a small little device in the lower left-hand corner there, which we are going to uh, draw, and that number will coincide with that name, and that will be our winner. So we're going to do that here a little bit later, and today what we are discussing is uh, the first part to another series, which is just what you want to see in the industry this year, what what real concrete change can we bring and what would we see at the end of this year that would tell us we succeeded in that objective so this week we're starting with the the installers what i call the foundation of our industry so gentlemen uh well first off let me introduce uh jose and daniel uh as usual yeah. the guys are with us this week uh and uh, Jose, you are looking fabulous for having COVID, sir. So, uh, day one, day one. Glad, you, glad you still you still made it here. Um, so I thought I'd kick it off with, you know, what what can we measure at the end of this year from an install of the excuse me installation standpoint uh, that would tell us yes we accomplished that. Um, one idea that has, and, and something that's really kind of uh, really integral to the way I believe is training. And if we get a, um, maybe we can get a metric of how many were, were trained last year through the various entities and how many we get trained this year. Uh, we thought uh, that would be a good metric, easy to, to measure. Um, I also believe that the overall average uh, hammer rating in Go Carrera does where where do we want that and 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 it's easy to measure because it's all digital. But you know what would the average be and where would we want that to be? Um, but I think it's all based on training. What do you guys? Uh, what would you guys really love from an installation standpoint? What would you really love to see happen this year? I would like to see more people get involved in the training. Uh, just in general, I would like to see the older generations, uh, kind of uh, in, in the middle uh, installer age group, to start pushing the education. You know, so that way the that way the education portion doesn't take so long, right? Like some some guys don't don't get to actually learn and put their hands on for a few years. Some guys get to do it right away because they don't have a choice. But what if we 
as an industry, we're able to uh, advocate together and push push the envelope as far as getting the awareness that education could further your career a lot faster in the industry. Um, if you were just to, I know it sucks to say, but maybe sacrifice a little funds for some training, sacrifice a little time for some training to, to kind of view the big picture. Um, that, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like, like to see people view it more for investment versus a pain in the butt to, to, to get away from, from work for a week or, or for a few days. That's what I was going to say, because we talked about that before, about investing in yourself, and that's really all it is, is, you know, you're, you said sacrifice, but it's really more of an investment, right? Because you're using that money for a good cause. You're, you're actually going out and learning. I mean, like I said, man, all it takes is that one thing. All you need to learn is one thing to make a make a class worth it. Yeah. Uh, why don't you introduce our guest there, Daniel? We got Kevin from uh, Roberts. You, QEP or Roberts? It's both. It's both. <laughs> so QEP is the umbrella. We have a handful of companies under that name, one of them being Roberts. Awesome. Well, tell well, us a bit about about yourself, what you're doing now, and kind of how you got in the industry. Well, I'm, I'm a sales manager for Roberts and QEP, sell adhesives, tools, underlayments. Um, I've been in the industry for over 25 years now, 23 years on my knees, and four and a half on this side of the business with the manufacturing side. Um, big into training, training programs, uh, educating guys, doing a lot of shows around the country, representing our company and the products that we have, how to use them, um, and also continuing my education uh, in the installation world and uh, trying to get more guys involved. Um, you asking what I'd like to see in the industry would for is to try to come together to solve the biggest problem we have in our industry, and that's lack of installers. Uh, I mean, we're going to be in a serious problem here coming up if we don't get more people involved. And I'd like to see everybody basically that has an opportunity to take a pledge to to bring one person on this year, you know, that they uh, uh, turn them on to the flooring industry because we need it. This industry needs more people and it's going to take everybody to solve that problem. I think that would be something I would like to see. That's good. One. And, and I want to just say, like, getting involved, man just in general, because if we weren't involved, we wouldn't have Kevin. He just showed up out of the blue yesterday. <laughs> like he walked through the door and I'm like, what's up? And you know, you it's, it's those relationships that you can build like that. Like we didn't know he was coming by. He just looked us up since he was in the area and it's like, come on in. Yeah. And we met and we met at a, you know, a training deal through CFI years ago now and then building that relationship uh jose and i have gotten paired up golfing in that uh <laughs> in that function the last few years and uh you know i listened to this podcast because of the relationship and, and meeting these two i get and uh i love what you guys are doing and i figured i'm in the area but i better stop stop by especially after our one of your last podcasts where you're talking about relationships with uh the yeah. reps with and the reps and whatever and i was on that trying to chime in a little bit on that so you know i don't want to talk about it i don't want to be about it and getting involved Amen. i, I like that Ooh. Deal. yeah, yeah. That, that might be our saying for the for the the show here is uh yeah don't talk about don't it be talk about, about it. it be about it so bringing one bringing one pledging to bring one person in is an interesting um interesting way to look at it like 
you know, what 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 does it look like to grab somebody by the hand and take them into our industry? You know, what does that look like? Um, it's certainly finding um, people is always tough, right? That's what we hear a lot. But at the same time, if you take that personal um, approach with somebody and show them that you actually care about them, you might be able to actually pull that off. And, and uh, you know, with the, with the installer base that we have, uh, if each person brought in one, one, one individual, take them to a show, take them to a conference, take them to a CFI, uh, take them to FCICA, something. It doesn't even have to be anything big like that. Like our, our local distributors have open houses, take them to an open house, give them that time. You know, even if it's for an extended lunch on that day, take them to do something. Free hot dogs. I know from the vendor perspective, we do a lot of stuff through uh, our distributors that uh, sell our products and we'll set up for all day, let the guys come in, take a look at the tools, talk about the adhesives that we sell, uh, the benefits of using one product over another, but it's, it's good to, to bring the guys in. It's a small little bit of education that we can do on a regular basis instead of having to travel to here or there it's just a local distributor there's always food there's always good conversation and there's people that good camaraderie it's, uh, people that are involved in the same stuff yeah uh, coming together and talking about their you know the issues they may be having the successes they may be having and uh you know how to overcome some problems and stuff like that so, that that's a good point you know going to these things and jeremy keeps on asking if he won but we didn't draw yet so <laughs> Stay tuned, Jeremy. We're gonna we're gonna be drawn here uh, shortly. But you know, going to the, these local events and actually getting to know some of the the other local installers because there's a you know quite a few around here that we don't even know. And you know, once we do meet some of the the people that we haven't met before, they always know our name even though we don't necessarily know theirs. And it, it shouldn't be like that. We should uh actually be going out and uh, approaching them and you know just stop in and anyone is welcome to stop in and that's how we've gotten to know a few of the installers they'll just you know like kevin did just pop their head yep. through the door it's like in. come on in man let's start talking well that's creative you know, it's funny. creative recruiting yeah years ago we uh daniel started a um, a page for west michigan flooring installers right and we wanted to get everyone together on the same page and like just have like a little powwow with everyone and it just it's just everyone's so busy and so stuck in the moment that it's hard to coordinate that with that many people. But I know that if we were able to do that, that would be really a really sweet thing to, to have, just like an installer type uh, meeting with some of the local guys in our area. Maybe you guys already do it in your area, but just to be able to have everyone meet and, and help it. solve one another's problems or issues or save uh, potential issues from happening, right? And I think that that would happen. And that's what people don't get is we're not in it to compete with anybody. There's no competition out there. We're in it to win it together as a team. And I want everyone to succeed. And I, I, I want everyone to have success. If you look at it from that perspective, we're not, like you said, we're not competing. We're actually there to try and help anyone that, that needs it. And if that's what this entire thing is about, that's why we started this podcast. If we've already been through something that you're going through right now, reach out, you know, we, are we perfect? No, no one is. But if we have overcome something that you're going through right now, we want to 
we want to be that that medium for you so that way you don't have to struggle through something well and i think it's important when you start talking about kind of congregating and and trying to assemble people is not like someone doesn't have to lose for others to win so i love the approach like like you said jose and like you just iterated daniel that we can all win. There's more than enough for everybody. It doesn't have to there be. Is. Our, our our industry is sincerely plagued with the the um, what is that? Uh, like I forget the term, but it's basically fear of you know fear of sharing. Like if someone else's success equals your failure, and that's not really the key with with installers. One of the biggest problems we have uh as go at go carrera is companies not wanting to uh onboard their installers because they don't want other companies to have access to their installers as if they own them and as if uh that someone else succeeding equals their them not succeeding and we can all succeed we can all benefit from uh installation and labor efficiencies which we've talked yeah. about before on the podcast and just to reiterate that point it's it's a quick math and I've talked to multiple people over this, but it's more of a thought experiment. And it's like, if one crew loses eight hours a week, that's two uh, on a two person crew, that's 16 hours a week lost. And it's reasonable to assume that that happens on a week by week across the industry basis that a crew will miss out on eight hours worth of work from the job site, not job site, not being ready, the conditions not quite being there or materials not showing up on time or the GC just isn't ready or the homeowner's just not ready that day. And it gets pushed a couple of days. Mm -hmm. It's reasonable to assume that we lose eight hours for a crew. That's 16 hours a week. That's lost per crew. Now, if you just said, look, let's take that over 10,000 crews. Well, that's 160,000 hours a week lost, which equals 4,000 lost work weeks every week. So we also, we have a labor shortage, no doubt. We also have a labor efficiency issue where when a, when a sitting, if, if they can go get, get work from another company to fill their, their void in that schedule for two days, that's good for everybody. You don't lose the labor hours. The sub stays busy and, and keeps money flowing. And some other company got a job done that they desperately needed to get done. It's really win, win, win. There's no downfall to it. It's just this scarcity. That's what I was trying to think of. It's a scarcity mindset. Like, oh, I got to keep my all my stuff here. Well, let's open our knowledge, share our knowledge. Let's share our um our collective experiences and try to help people not make the same mistake. So this year I would love to see, you know, another good measure is how many flooring failures uh, happen. That's measurable. Mm. Some of the stuff that we, we may or may not have. And I don't know, does Roberts keep tabs on uh, dollar figures of flooring failures from installation or manufacturer defect installation uh, issues? Uh, We, we don't have any failures. So, <laughs> no. uh, you know, of, of course we do. We keep track of everything, um, you know, and not just, you know, failures, but specific to what products that uh, allows us to make corrections if need be or to figure out what, why that problem is happening. Um, so, yeah, we, we keep a, a pretty 
significant log, a very detailed log of any any kind of complaints that come in, anything that gets to inspection point, anything that goes any farther. Uh, fortunately, we've been pretty lucky this year. We uh, not just this year, but we have we have very few failures across the country. Um, so we're pretty lucky on that. And things happen. That's going to happen. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, a lot of the failures that I see are usually environmental. Right. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you that question from your standpoint and being a past installer, uh, I, I, I would assume that you kind of uh, take it. We all know there are some manufacturers that really are aggressive against the installer. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to name yeah. names, but during the claim process, it always tends to be the installer's fault for some, some reason or other. Uh, but you being in your position and your background, what would you say is the number one issue when it comes to flooring failures? That just from your experience, it doesn't. Well, from my from my experience, I think it's a little bit of a blend between installer failure and environmental failure, and a lot of the installer failures that I see are directly related to environmental failures. That if they were a little bit more knowledgeable, maybe had a little bit more training. Uh, they would have taken the steps to avoid the environmental failure. So as a, from a manufacturing standpoint, if unfortunately, if the installer gets blamed because of something that he didn't do and that he was supposed to do, even though it's an environmental issue, you know, it is what it is. That's why, you know, trying to get and gain as much knowledge in, in what you do is so important to be able to avoid the problems that are already there that you might not know about without the knowledge behind it and how to test for it and how to deal with it. Um, you know, one of the one of the things a lot of guys do will go in with a moisture meter and test, you know, throw a cheap moisture meter on the floor and say it's okay. Well, you know, the bottom line is that's not the standards, right? The standards is you got to do an ASTM 2170 or 1869. Those are the only two that are recognized in the industry correct so yeah and for those of you who don't know 1869 is the calcium chloride and 2170 is the in situ the, the re relative humidity test of the concrete hey, which so, one is the one where you duct tape a piece of plastic to the floor that's a map, map. That's a map test that's yeah. the map test yeah that's the i don't know anyway but i mean it's just a fact of knowledge, right? The more knowledge you have, the less likely you are to have a failure. And I mean, and that's with anything in life, but especially with flooring. And, you know, the fact is there's so much going on on every job is so different. There's so many things you have to uh, be aware of, you know, the more knowledge that you have to be able to avoid the problems in, in, on your job site is crucial. So, you know, I push everybody for education. I mean, myself, I'm still going through education. I've got one in February that I'm going to um, constantly. Things are changing in this industry. You got to constantly be on top of it. Um, standards are changing. Products are changing. So without this knowledge, you run into some of these old school guys or, well, I don't do that. I don't need to do that. They're still re-notching their trial, the same trial yeah. that they've had. Yeah, and the problem here the problem sometimes, here is and that sometimes you might have knowledge and you, and you forget it, you know, so even going to get refreshed in your head about stuff that you may have been doing years ago point, yeah. that you're not doing on a regular basis that kind of got, you know, that, that fell out this side of the head, just hearing it again, talk, this is why it's so important to get together with other people in your field to discuss this stuff. Cause there's stuff that can be reliterated 
into your head that you might not have been doing that you might know and you just forgot to do or you hear one horror story you know from one guy and you're like man i better start doing my moisture test and not just one here i got to do one for let's say every unit in in a complex right that, that's another thing guys don't know they're like well i did a moisture test on the second hey, floor. okay hey, what about the what about the sixth seventh eighth floor right well you know it was fine down here i mean it's so there's really a lot that goes on and a lot you can pick up from just talking with other guys. And, and well, and I think that, that like points that. out the, 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 what we have, we preach every week is getting trained. And, and, and the key here is it's not just hand skills, right? You're talking about intellectual property really is understanding why things uh, need to be done the way that the industry has stated per industry standards. So why do we do it that way? And one of the things that maybe a pet peeve of mine is when I hear somebody say, I've done it this way for 20 years, or <laughs> I've never had a problem with it. Well, you also probably never laid this recycled backing. So it's probably best that you understand what yeah. this particular piece of material, how it has to be handled and treated to effectively end in a good quality installation that'll last uh, the expected time for the end user. Yeah, the- Do you agree with that, CJ? Do you agree with that? Yeah, CJ is pretty quiet. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so we got CJ with us today um, from FCICA uh, for the drawing. And uh, so I'm sure she's excited to find the winner as much as we are. So uh, CJ, welcome. That's Thank what you. I was gonna say about- um, the technology, right? Because it's not only the technology in the products that you're putting down, it's the technology in the concrete. What are they putting in the concrete? All this stuff adds up. And if you're not, you're, if you're not trying to keep track of everything that's changing, then you're, you're just going to end up failing anyways. Because I mean, just, just look at the, the buckets of adhesive. They're sometimes we'll, we'll spread a bucket one week and then the next week, then you read the bucket, the notch size has changed. Well, that's changed for a reason. So yeah, and it does yeah. change. It does change. I mean, we're we're can you talk through that a little bit of of how or at least why some of this stuff changes? Because I think it's important for installers to understand that regardless, guys and 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 men and women in the end in the field, in the uh installation crews, just because a a uh ultimately you have to take responsibility i guess what i'm trying to get to like yeah. you have to understand what you're putting down and understand the proper notch the the you know when to roll it how long to flash all of these things that go into it but i thought if you could share kind of what 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 happens when you do change say a trial size or or whatever what what happens there? are you testing in the in the so we do a lot of inside testing ourselves um, in our labs, but we also send a lot of stuff out for extensive outside testing by organizations as well. Um, some of the changes that might present itself are you're most likely not going to hear about unless you pull out that data sheet and read it again, because it might change as of a week ago. And those changes come up because new products come out and they just because you say it's a you know, we, we say that this glue is okay to use with a WPC. Well, you know, within the last six months, you, you might see different backings starting to come out. And we get these products sent to us to specifically test so they can be put on, our adhesive can be put on their data sheets as okay to use with our product. Um, and then sometimes we might find a problem 
down the line and then we have to reevaluate the entire line of WPCs, for instance, just using it as an example. So, uh, you know, we're constantly testing all new products that are coming out with the help of the manufacturers of the flooring themselves. And, and you know, things come up and that we find down the road that, you know, might we might have a product that might work better. Um, yeah. So, so what, uh, what does the, <clears throat> how do you communicate that? So on our end, we have uh, on our website, you can always go on our website, uh, robertsconsolidated.com. Every adhesive that we carry is on there. All of our safety data sheets are on there. All of our technical data sheets are on there, specifically what you can and cannot use it for, trial notches, coverage rate, open time, work time. It's all on there. We make it very easy because what the bottom line is, the number one tool that every installer has with them on every job site is their phone. Okay, so we yeah. try to make it as easy as possible that you can pull your phone out and take a look at that product. Um, you know, I when I was installing, we we were dealing with flip phones, it, flip phones and beepers, right? So yeah. it, things have changed a lot, bit a lot, and they've made it a lot Man. easier. So my my advice to any installers before you go out to that job the night before, to spend ten minutes and read up on your technical data sheets of the products that you're putting down. And make sure that when you go in the next day that you, you're not having to second guess yourself and, and you know what you're doing to make a more efficient day. Because uh, that's where the money is at. It's efficiency. We were talking about it yesterday when I was in here about, you know, how you can make so much more money being a more efficient installer. So this yes. will make you more efficient. Uh, nobody, you know, it doesn't matter how much you make on that job if you got to go back and redo that job or pay for that product. And again, things change on these data sheets. We, we want to give, as a company, give you the knowledge to do their job right. Um, and we hope that you guys are, are following these instructions. And everybody knows if you don't follow the instructions, anything can happen. I mean, we see them oh, every day on social even media. When even when you do follow the instructions, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You never yeah, know. There, there, there's a cover, right? But if you have the knowledge, you, you have the best uh, chances of a successful install. Yeah. So story time. I had a project uh, back in 2016 that had a claim on it and it had a, it was an underlayment uh, a from foam products <clears throat> and uh, it's called silencer and it has one side that has a film on it and one side that does not. And the installation struck instructions within the rolls was different because they had changed their install instructions from film down to film up. So we installed the project film up per the most, uh, uh, you know, relevant and recent installation instructions, which was on the website. The role actually had the wrong install instructions. So what, what you just said about knowing ahead of time, looking it up on your phone or, uh, you know, popping out the laptop and looking it up. Had we not done that, we would have installed it incorrectly. In fact, we got called on it and they were like, you're installing this wrong. And we're like, no, we stay up with the industry standards uh, on the website. So we always search for the most recent and relevant data, uh, install data. And so we were able to prove that, yeah, look, go to the website, look here, it's newer. And this is the correct way to install it. Of course, the manufacturer backed us up on that. But the key here is knowing what you're doing and staying keeping your the knowledge uh so that you do install it correctly and even then like you said we have a very complicated industry with uh environmental concerns and 
job site conditions and all this stuff and installer uh, installation quality and, and their skills and, and knowing their skill level. But all that being said, being, being uh, diligent and making sure that you know what you're installing when you show up to the job adds to that efficiency you were talking about earlier. Yeah, make sure you do it before you get to your job. You don't want to worry your customer when, when you're, <laughs> when you're, when you're reading pulling out some data sheets in front of them and reading it. You know, <laughs> I, I do it anyways. I, I just know. learned. You know, you know, I got a question. I, I wonder, and, and I just thought about this. I wonder if there's a way to pull up like a chart over the last 20 years for some very common adhesives or materials where the specs have changed. Uh, you know, like where, what year and what were the changes from solvent to, to water base and, 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 why those were changed right like the science behind it i wonder if there's a way to to get that so that way um we can get a visual to some of the installers or even myself so we can see who what when and where and when the changes made and how grouped together some of those changes were um so well, that i way, think that's so that's it. that's so large because you're talking about all the recycled backings on carpet tile that yeah, just a general like for the lvts or whatever but the big numbers of like when solvents were taken out by the EPA and, you know, <laughs> all the manufacturers had to scramble to try to create an adhesive that would hold our floors down. Um, and we went through a hard time. I mean, if you guys were around, you remember that, I mean, I was around when we took solvents out and uh, it was, it was not fun. And in the carpet world, they also introduced unitary backing about the same time. Mm -hmm. So now we have a very hard product to install that needs a lot of adhesive and a lot of grab with um with adhesives that were just being formulated to uh abide by the new epa laws so that was a tough time to be an installer because we, yeah. i remember at one point the notch trial for unitary backing was doggone near the same size as uh your v-notch uh ceramic tile not uh trial Ooh. It was damn near the same size. It was so much glue trying to keep a, your adhesive from squirting between your seams and such. And it was a nightmare. Do you remember that back in the, oh, mid, late 90s? You guys? No, I, I, was nine, I was 98. I was 98. I started 98. 98. All right. Well, yeah. So it, it was, uh, but, but that's just, that's what we're getting at here is staying up to date. You know, you may have done it the same way for 20 years and it succeed. The problem is the materials have changed and they continue to change. These guys are always trying to find the most efficient product to help you be a great installer. Uh, and I'm speaking these guys. I mean, Roberts and and other adhesive manufacturers are are working hard to create great product that makes yeah. the installer more like, efficient and better. I like we missed the we missed the monobond error. The monobond. I, we heard all about it from a couple of the same guys, but monobond this, monobond that, we missed that era. I'd like to add too, you know, keep, keep your ears out for industry changes too, because if something changes uh, in the industry as far as regulations of what can and cannot be done or what can and cannot be used, uh, when those changes happen too, be aware that, you know, the manufacturers <clears throat> from adhesives are going to probably change to adapt to that as well. So, it's another thing to look out for when, when you're talking about changes in technical data sheets too. Yeah. And I would add that, you know, there's organizations out there that have webinars and such that address a lot of this. I mean, FCICA is one of them. They have a monthly, they have more than a monthly, but they have webinars very often that 
address some of these issues when there's a major change in the flooring industry like they they will have a webinar about it so and when you're a member you can go back and rewatch them yeah so you know join the fcica get involved i know it's several hundred bucks and it, it may seem like a lot of money but at the end of the day one failure uh averted you know yeah. saving yourself from one failure pays for that tenfold so um I would love to see installers invest more in themselves this year. That's what I would love, I guess, at the basis. And I don't know how we, you know, judge or measure that metric wise, but overall being more uh, informed and better trained, more tuned into the industry, like you're talking about where, where, you know, when there's a change and, you know, uh, and you can have faith that the industry, like there, there are mechanisms out there to keep you informed. You just got to, plug in and be part of the industry, not just, Hey, I install, I go home and I, th th that's it. That's treating it almost like a hobby. Treat your career like a doggone career and stay informed and stay plugged in and stay trained. I mean, look at everybody on here. Everybody we've talked for, for uh doggone, how many, what episode are we on? 30, 31. 30 something weeks. We've talked about being, <laughs> being trained. Like every, almost every episode we talk about making sure that you're, you're uh, participating in the, in the industry training. And a lot of this can, can uh, keep you from making those mistakes. So, yeah. I think talking about the FCICA is a, a good spot to actually do this drawing. What do you think? Yeah, I think we are at that time. So what we're going to do now, uh, first off, I want to thank everybody for joining us today and, Remind everybody that uh, what we're drawing for today is the FCICA uh, um, STEM program. It's the uh, Ford Progress Scholarship uh, sponsored by Go Carrera, and we are going to draw the winner today. So we're gonna I'm gonna uh, mute myself here and uh, turn it over to Ashlyn to um, do the drawing. So. Poor CJ, she's just listening to us the whole time. Great conversation. So you guys do a great podcast. Oh, do we have any suspenseful music? You can sing it. Don't, don't want me to sing. You don't want me to sing. Everybody's muted. I'm not muted. Oh no, controversy. Uh -oh. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been over here talking to myself. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. So Carissa Parr's our winner. And um we'll be shooting you an email carissa with the instructions on how to take advantage congratulations this has been going on for uh what a couple of months we've been uh going through yeah. it so i want to thank everybody for um submitting and uh getting involved and hopefully uh we can do this a few more times over the next year and uh, i want to thank the fcica for joining us today thank you cj um and uh yeah 
Got anything to say, CJ? Um, no, just thank you very much, Go Carrera, for doing this scholarship. We appreciate it. The industry appreciates it so that we can get more um, certified installation managers out there. Um, we The SIM program, I know you guys have been talking about it but um, and training and everything, but it's the only training program for the installation manager process. So it goes um, from when you receive an estimate all the way through like closing out the job. And then there's even a claims module at the end as well. So um, it definitely helps with planning out jobs um, and obviously project management. So we appreciate your support and our um, it's offered online. So this, um, who did you say won it again, Paul? Carissa Parr. Great. So Carissa can um, do it. She can, become a sim online or she can become a sim at one of our in-person three days to sim programs and we are just about to release um we have an upcoming program february 21st through the 23rd in charlotte north carolina um and then we'll have a few more throughout the year as well so in person is great because it adds that networking component um jose did it in person when he became a sim mm -hmm. um but it's always available online too, because sometimes that just works better for people being able to do it, you know, at your own schedule and your own pace. Sure. Can I ask you a question, CJ? Um, yeah. Obviously it's called SIM, which is Certified Installation Manager, but there, would you say there's a lot of value to installers who've been around uh, maybe running several crews or several people? There, There's some value, a lot of value there for the installer as well. Is that yeah, absolutely. So especially if you have multiple crews and you're working on multiple projects, anytime you're managing multiple projects, um, I definitely think that this is beneficial for you, for an installer. And it's also a really great next step in your career path. So um, for any installer, if you want to you know, follow a career path and stay in the flooring industry, becoming an installation manager is definitely the great next, you know, great next step for that. So, um, yeah, good point. Yeah. And then there's that definitely brings awareness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've talked over, um, over several podcasts about the fact that, uh, that understanding what companies are being taught through the SIM program is by itself really valuable for you to understand why decisions are made within a company that you might be doing business with. You may be doing, you may be a sub working for prefer with preferred flooring. Well, you can kind of understand if you've went through it, why Jose may make a decision or, or, um, you know, set a job up a certain way that you may not agree with, but this is why he does it. And so uh, there's just a lot of benefit I think to anybody in the flooring industry to become a sim, but um, I don't want installers to feel like it just is uh, installation manager position. It, it it is, but like you said, it's a good uh, next step for uh, furthering your career. But it's also just I think is going to make you a better installer. Absolutely, cross training is everything, right? In there you the go. Industry, but especially in flooring. So awesome. Go ahead. That's kind of what I was going to get into as well, because it's like, you know, what what can the installers do? The installers can try and actually, you know, talk to the salespeople or, you know, their project managers to, to kind of see what they go through 
on a daily basis. So they, it's not, it's not so far separated because you look at these groups and it's always like salesmen are only thinking about one thing and installers are only thinking about one thing. And it's like, how do we bridge that gap so everyone can yeah. actually agree on something other than we need more installers? Yeah. It brings perspective and definitely helps open up that line of communication, right? Like it, it, from an installer perspective, if you're an installer, you take the SIM program, it, it, it gives you insight as to what the salesperson or the sales team has to go through and what they're looking at to, to come up with a final number or come up with a schedule for the installer. Um, and for the management or the sales team, it gives them perspective from the installation side as to what type of problems the installers are facing on projects, on job sites. So it helps them understand what to look for to help mitigate that before the project starts. It's about being proactive, not reactive, right? Being reactive, sometimes it's already too late, but, but if you can be proactive and eliminate some scenarios before the project starts, before it gets out of hand, or um, make corrections to some pricing um, on, on the next couple of projects and let that pricing evolve to where it needs to be so it's profitable for the company, whether their installers are hourly or for both the, the subcontractor and uh, the, the, the sales team involved. There's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it than just getting a, a little more knowledge. It, it does bridge that gap. And that's what's awesome about the SIM program. Well, there we go. Bridge the gap with SIM. All right, guys. Well, hey, everyone, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, again, I want to congratulate Carissa on her on her uh, sim congratulations there so uh, that's really awesome and um, we will be back here next Tuesday as well so we're going to continue the series about what we may want to see uh, what's next week so it's manufacturers and distributors so <laughs> we haven't <laughs> made I, I, I uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things that we want to see from them and uh, just to prelude that a little bit I think it's really getting uh you have been involved with plenty of installers but from a a big picture manufacturers understanding um how important it is like they'll say it's important to train but what what are we doing as an industry to make sure from a manufacturer side to make sure that the installer touching your goods and putting it down is trained how do we know and how can we make sure we know and then what mechanisms can we use to uh, help keep track of that? And, um, you know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot boiled into the manufacturer side and what they can do to help the installation community. And, and thus, I believe it's the foundation of the flooring industry is the installer. So um, if we build that foundation strong this next year, uh, we can look at some prosperity and, um, you know, we just all got to band together, guys, uh, get on the podcast, go to shows, uh, you know, get involved um, and uh, email any one of us if you want to know how to do that. So I wore my my ties uh, competition shirt today because Kevin's yep. going to be competing this year. What's that? Kevin's going to be competing in the carpet category this year. So I had to wear, wear my competition shirt. T tune in. Tune in. Let's see what happens. Right. Gonna be some they have carpet tile there this year. <laughs> well awesome kevin well good luck and we'll see you at tice i appreciate it thanks for having me on guys all right thanks everyone